Hey, great to see everyone. Hey, uh, we're here for our midweek prophecy update. And let me tell you, it's going to be a wild ride over the next few minutes. I've been promising we're going to take a look at the black horse and the economic collapse that the Bible tells us is coming that's going to bring some pretty disastrous things on the planet. I'm going to look at that. In fact, what I want to do over the next few weeks for the Wednesday updates is go through the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And uh, I think you're going to be uh, amazed when you look at these things and you realize just how close we are to these events being fulfilled. So we're going to start with the black horse in just a minute. Economic catastrophe. And friends, I'm telling you it's coming. And I'm just going to show you just some of the basic things so that you can understand the direction it's all going. Also, what I believe that we need to do in the meantime. But before we go there, I also want to give you a heads up. I am going to post a video uh, tomorrow. That would be Thursday. If you're watching this after uh, Thursday, then you would look back. But uh, right now, this is our Wednesday update. So on Thursday, I'm doing a video. It's going to be on my website only. Only place it's going to be posted. It's a too hot for YouTube video. And quite frankly, I'm going to deal with things that I am not allowed to say anywhere else without being censored. So go to Hope for Our Times. Uh, go to the website and check out that video. It's going to be posted on Thursday. And I'm telling you, there are things that we need to know. And again, that's the too hot for YouTube video. And then also, while you are there, you go to Hope for Our Times. I want to encourage you to go to contact, and you'll see a drop-down that says Stay Connected. Go to Stay Connected, and I will send you an email letting you know when these videos are going to come out or other things, if I do get censored over here, that you'll know you can still stay connected with me. So by receiving these emails, so if we get shut off somewhere else, we're still going to stay with you. So again, go to HopeForOurTimes.com, go to Stay Connected, and go there. And then also for the video, Too Hot for YouTube, I'm going to start posting things there that I'm not allowed to talk about anywhere else in this world of censorship. Okay, for now, let's get going with this. We're going to look at the black horse, which is the third horse of the apocalypse is what it's often called. Uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, as I mentioned, I'm going to be looking at all four of these, but for right now, just the black horse. Then it speaks of economic catastrophe and disaster that affects the planet. So you have the white horse. After the white horse rides, you have the red horse. The red horse represents great war. You come to the black horse, economic catastrophe. This is what the Bible says. When Jesus, Revelation chapter 6, verse 5, when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. And so I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And then I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius. Do not harm the oil and the wine. So let me set it up for you. Basically what's saying is teaching, there's a day coming, still in the future, when economic catastrophe hits the globe, not just the United States, not just South America, not just China, not just parts of Africa. It is going to hit the entire globe. And we have a picture of this person with a scale in their hands. What is it? It's a scale that's off balance. How do we know that? It says a quart of wheat for a denarius uh, or, uh, or, or barley for a denarius, depending. In other words, it's going to take an entire day's wage to pay for a loaf of bread. So we know it's economic catastrophe, massive inflation is going to hit the globe, not just America, 
and then in the process, famine is going to follow. We'll get to the famine when we get to the pale horse, and uh, which also deals with pestilence, by the way. And that might have to be one of those too hot for YouTube messages I'm going to do there. But nevertheless, let's, let me stick with the topic now uh, with the black horse and economic catastrophe. So this is what the Bible predicts is going to come. It's going to be global. It's going to be massive. It's going to be worse than the Great Depression. And if I have time, I want to answer this question. People ask me all the time, will I be here for the black horse, or will I be here for the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Okay, all, all good questions, good things are coming in, and then with the topic, I want you to think of this as we think of economic catastrophe. UN warns of global, get this, famine, chaos, terrorism, and war if the COP26 climate summit fails, the COP26 climate summit, that begins uh, this Sunday, October 31, Halloween, the COP26 climate summit. In other words, the whole world is going to go into this massive famine, this massive economic collapse, war is going to break out everywhere, and it's your fault if you don't comply with the climate laws that they want to bring. Interesting. They're telling us the direction that these things are going to go, as uh, I believe, when you look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, this is my thinking, that I believe these are man brought, uh, these, these events are brought about by man, manipulating things. When you get to the sixth seal of Revelation chapter 6, you see the wrath of God come on the planet. You look at the first four horsemen of the apocalypse, it looks like it's all men. The white horse going about conquering and to conquer, the red horse, great war, and then the economic catastrophe of this horse. It appears to me the economic collapse is intentionally brought about by the elite to destroy the world in order to bring in their new world order. By the way, <clears throat> with this in Revelation 6 with the black horse, says that you have a day's wage for a loaf of bread, don't harm the oil or the wine. Don't harm the oil or wine, or speaking of the luxury items. In other words, the elite are not going to be affected by the economic collapse. Everybody else is going to. In fact, the elite are the ones who are orchestrating the economic collapse. So you look at this and you think, okay, they're orchestrating it. Everybody else is going to suffer. And quite frankly, they don't care. It's the world that they want. It's the world that they've created. And it's going to get bad. This, the, the, then we have this article. WorldCoin offers free crypto to scan your eyeballs. Let me explain this. What's going on here? You get free a cryptocurrency. Um, this talks about we're going to go to a cryptocurrency world. Listen, another reason for the economic collapse is going to bring in this cryptocurrency world. It's coming whether you like it or not. But here it is. They're going to scan your eyeballs. You can see it. It's this ball they hold up to your face. And they scan your eyeballs, your, your, your iris, with the, this, this, this machine. And then you get money, cryptocurrency. It's called WorldCoin. You get it if you allow your eyeballs to be scanned and entered into a database. This is intriguing. As of Sunday, uh, just the other day, October 24th, there were already 100,000 people that had their eyeballs scanned and put into a database so they could receive this world coin. Fascinating. Why are they doing this? Listen, everybody's going into a database. Everything's going to be controlled. Everybody's buying and selling. You're going to be controlled by some type of digital thing. So you need the databases. You got the scanning going on. People are voluntarily 
saying, scan my eyeballs, give me money, I'm happy with that. Man, I'm telling you right now, we are being set up for what is coming in the, in the tribulation period where Revelation chapter 13, you have the Antichrist, the false prophet, the image of the beast, and no one can sell unless, buy or sell unless they receive the mark of the beast. Fascinating. But there must be databases created. The people must be in it. And now people are willingly going into a database to get a digital coin. Folks, we live in absolutely amazing days. But what has to happen, the world as we know it, the economy as we know it, has to collapse. They're going to bring in this digital system, and it's all part of it. And it's all part of a plan. Now, let me read a little bit more. Uh, John Geis writes, he says, by pushing the ports, he's talking about the ports and the gridlock that is happening in various ports of the world. Specifically, he focuses in on uh, Los Angeles and Long Beach. And let me tell you, I've driven by, in fact, he even wrote to me and he said, you should take a boat out there and take video of it and do a report from the sea. I might just have to do something like that. I can certainly drive by the coast. So you guys, if, you're, if you don't see it for yourself, man, I, I wish I could show it all to you. Maybe I'll do a video out there so you can see the ports. Unbelievable. Boats everywhere. <clears throat> Backlog is incredible. So John Geis, he's writing about that. He says, by pushing the ports to unload containers with no trucks to remove them, Biden created gridlock in the ports. Folks, I believe this is intentional and it all fits the black horse. Hold on. In the ports, computers keep track of the containers, but now thousands are on city streets and there are no computer records of what is where, a true nightmare that will not be soon fixed. <clears throat> in Southern California, Ports of Long Beach and Los Angeles have been in a state of near paralysis, even after workers were recently granted permission by the Biden administration to unload ships for 24 hours a day. According to the Marine Exchange this week, there was a record of 169 boats floating off the ports, with some waiting upwards of 13 days to be unloaded, lack the space for shipping containers, lack of space, excuse me, for shipping containers, has led truckers in Los Angeles to leave them, get this, lining the sides of residential streets. Then he goes on and says this, all through the pandemic, he's quoting from an article, all through the pandemic, truckers endured hardships to keep America's infrastructure running. They waited in line for hours inside of bathrooms uh, they weren't allowed to use. On the road, some died alone of COVID-19. I think a lot of us will be quitting. Who likes to be forced to do stuff you don't want to do? Widens isn't alone. It is willingness to leave trucking if forced to vaccinate. Uh, polls by trucking publications, commercial carrier journal, and overdrive indicate that up to 30% of truckers will seriously consider quitting if forced, if forced to vaccinate. If they quit, the consequences for America may be massive. U.S. transport estimates that 70% of American freight goes by truck. Imagine that. So now you have this major problem with freight being delivered, freight being picked up, which we already seen. It's only going to get worse, according to everything I'm reading. And then there's this article. One bank's persistent inflation meter just hit a record 96 out of 100. I look at these things and I say, folks, this is absolutely amazing. Okay, now stick with me a few more minutes. Because I said, I believe when you look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, these things are intentional. They are done by men. We have the Biden uh, regime that's in power. I believe he's a puppet. He, he, he's not smart enough. 
uh, to be able to pull these things off. But the people behind the scenes, they are smart enough. And I believe the entire global economy is being collapsed. And it is happening intentional. And it's happening the way the Bible describes it is going to happen. Okay. But when will it happen? What can we do? I'll get to that in a few more minutes. Okay, now here's, here's the deal. I said, as I mentioned, I believe it's intentional. Listen to this. This is from the Solari Report. Timeline of key economic events of the going direct reset. Listen to this. August 22, 2019. Go back, 2019, August 22, over two years ago. Well before the pandemic, right? At the annual Jackson Hole, Wyoming meeting of central bankers, Philip Hildebrand of BlackRock presents a proposal by himself and three other BlackRock executives. The proposal is for going direct and is entitled Dealing with the Next Downturn. From unconventional monetary policy to unprecedented policy coordination, proposing unprecedented coordination through a monetary financed fiscal facility, the paper advocates going direct when the next economic downturn takes place. What does going direct mean? Going direct means the central bank finding ways to get central bank money directly into the hands of public and private sector spenders Ah, by bypassing the interest rate channel when this traditional central bank toolkit is exhausted or two, enforcing policy coordination so that the fiscal expansion does not lead to an offsetting increase in interest rates. An extreme, now listen to this, an extreme form of going direct would be an explicit and permanent monetary financing of a fiscal expansion or so-called helicopter money. Okay, now hold on. As it turned out, the key part of the first sentence in the block quote, finding ways to get central bank money directly into the hands of public and private sector spenders was exactly what the Federal Reserve did during the pandemic that broke out just four months after BlackRock's paper, interesting, which turned out to be the script. Folks, you can't make this stuff up. I'm telling you, you look at this, I look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, it looks like all four of them are directly invented or brought upon the globe by men. It continues, perhaps just as remarkable as the fact that the Fed allowed BlackRock's BlackRock script is the fact that the Fed tapped BlackRock itself to manage three separate programs created once the pandemic hit. Interesting, they are following a script, folks. The primary market corporate credit facility, the secondary market corporate credit facility, and purchases of agency commercial mortgage-backed securities. Wow, but it doesn't just stop there. Many of you have heard about Event 201. Remember what that was? Some of you know about it. In this Solari report, reports on that, all being part of the economy and the way this is going. It's intentional. On October 18, 2019, Johns Hopkins uh, teams up with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to conduct a simulation event 201 pandemic exercise in which high-ranking participants simulate their responses to a worldwide coronavirus pandemic. Folks, this is news that's out there. You can find it anywhere. It hasn't been completely eliminated yet. But you have BlackRock, there's a script, 
they've written, follow the script, we're going to create helicopter money so everybody gets the free money, and then all these different daily events are listed in this report. Absolutely amazing, including event 201, and many more things are listed after that. And then on June 4, gold, former Goldman Sachs uh, trader Jim Cramer of CNBC state, stated, I think we're looking at a V-shaped recovery in the stock market. And that has almost nothing to do with a V-shaped recovery in the economy. That's happened within the stock market. Remember that? It went down, and all of a sudden it went back up. But he said it has nothing to do with the V-shaped recovery in the economy. The two, which it did not, the economy has not. It, con it continues to collapse. The two, there's a quote, very different fates for different segments of the economy under the pandemic and attendant lockdowns, he says, has amounted to one of the greatest wealth transfers in world history. Folks, we've been watching all of this. I had, a, I had a conversation with a billionaire just about a year ago, and he said this exact same thing. He said, what we are watching right now is a wealth transfer. Let me tell you, BlackRock's involved, Vanguard's involved. There's people in the government that are involved. Bad news. Okay, it doesn't stop there. Okay, Michael Snyder writes in the, uh, coming econ the Economic Collapse blog, he writes this, perfect winter storm, simultaneous shortage of oil, natural gas, propane, and coal. <clears throat> he says, right now, we are already in the midst of an epic global energy crisis. There have already been significant power outages all over the planet, and prices are spiking at a pace that is absolutely breathtaking. With each passing day, it seems like supplies of oil, natural gas, propane, and coal just keep getting higher, keep getting tighter. And that is really odd. What is really odd is that it is happening so early in the year. Summer just ended a few weeks ago, and the heart of winter in the northern hemisphere is still several months away. So if things are this bad already, what are things going to look like when we get into January and February? And then he continues, the main reason why prices are skyrocketing is because supplies are starting to get really tight. In fact, it's being reported that the crude oil hub in Cushing, Oklahoma, could effectively be out of crude in just a few weeks. In a note, just a few weeks. Think about this. What's the date now? October what? October 31st is on Sunday. What's today's date? You look at this just a few weeks away. In a note predicting the near-term dynamics of the oil market, J.P. Morgan's commodity, Natasha Kaneva, writes that in a world of pervasive natural gas and coal shortages, which are forcing the power sector to increasingly turn to oil, maybe just weeks from being effectively out of crude. Needless to say, we have never seen anything like this happen before. Then Michael Snyder writes, I have a feeling that we are about to enter unchartered territory. Meanwhile, one expert recently told Bloomberg that we could soon be facing propane market Armageddon. To add to the stress, uh, Pointer Points uh, says, uh, some weather forecasts are already calling for a colder than normal winter. Thanks to the La Nina effect, experts call for an 87% chance of the system bringing an early and harsh winter season. It just co goes, continues to go on. The use of the term outright shortages definitely alarms me because there are millions of Americans that use propane to heat their homes. If the propane runs out in the middle of winter, what are these people supposed to do? And then on the other side of the globe, ready for this, for you who are in Europe or wherever you are on the, on the globe, he says gas prices in Europe and Asia 
have more than tripled this year, causing manufacturers to curtail activity from Spain to Britain and sparking power crises in China. In addition to a lack of natural gas, a severe coal shortage has also crippled, uh, contributed to the economic chaos that we are witnessing in China at the moment. And just recently, CNN reported that energy shortages had already spread to 20 different provinces and you have the Evergrande or Evergrande uh, economic disaster that's hitting China right now. There's flooding that's hitting China. They've got people that are really livid in China uh, over the oppression of their government. And we watch all these different dynamics. China is threatening to invade Taiwan. I believe one of the reasons they're threatening to, to invade Taiwan is because of economy. Listen, when economy starts to collapse, I guarantee you war is coming. So when you look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, you got the white horse. Uh, it's some kind of conquering through diplomacy. I'll get into that in the future. You see that already. All these world leaders are trying to conquer through diplomacy, especially this new D10 group that's out there. And then uh, you look at that, and then you look at the red horse, the war horse, and the, the economic collapse, all of these things going on. Baby, we are so close. Then it continues, not just Europe, not just that, not just China. India is being hit really hard by the global, by the global coal shortage as well. So it just continues. It goes on. Of course, this new energy crisis is going to make our global supply chain headaches even more frustrating. In our economic system, it takes energy to literally do just about anything. And as energy becomes more expensive, virtually from every form of economic activity will also become more expensive. Uh, get this. It says, as toy shortages intensify heading into the holiday season, we are already seeing some resellers pricing toys at nearly 400% of their normal levels. Then he writes, this is the new normal, and so you might as well get used to it. He's not saying that in a condescending way. He says, I'm so shocked that things have deteriorated so rapidly, and this is the global, this new global energy crisis is definitely setting the stage for so many things that I have been warning about. Friends, you, you, you can't make this stuff up. We live in amazing days, but I'm telling you right now, listen, I think the Bible tells us that Jesus holds all things together, but the day is coming when he's not going to be holding them all together. Think of it like this. When you have the four horsemen of the apocalypse, what happens? Jesus unseals the seals. He's not holding back anymore. He's letting things go. He's letting men do what men want to do. It's a judgment that's coming upon the planet by giving men what they want. And in this case, with the four horsemen of the apocalypse, this is what you see. You see... <clears throat> Men bringing about the, 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 the fake peace, men bringing about massive war, men bringing about economic collapse, and famine is okay. These people are wicked. They don't care how many people die. A quarter of the world's population is going to die according to the fourth horse of the apocalypse by pestilence, by war, by famine, and so forth. A quarter of the world's population. But we hear about depopulation purposes. So you look at all of this. And you go, wow, uh, what are we going to do about it? How much longer? Listen, I'm going to tell you this, all right? Let me be frank with you. There's a lot of people that teach on the rapture. I teach on the rapture. But the problem is this. There's a misunderstanding. And people that believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, which I believe in, tend to believe, well, we're not going to go through any hard stuff. Listen, the Bible doesn't tell us that at all. 
In fact, what the Bible tells us, if you're a follower of Christ, you can expect persecution and suffering, and you can expect to go through trials. What the Bible does tell us is we are not appointed to God's wrath. We're not going to experience the wrath of God on this planet. But how far down this path is, are we going to go? Uh, there's, there's even more to this as we look at the energy shortages and the economic collapse and the things that you are already starting to experience <clears throat> with inflation. How far down are we going to go down this path before the rapture takes place? I don't know, but I do know this. That, that I have to be steadfast. I have to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of my faith. I've got to be strong. If you understand the Bible, you can get an understanding, okay, it's going the way that God said it would go, so when these things begin to take place, I don't have to get knocked off, uh, knocked off the path. I can stay on that narrow path. And you need to remember this too. Jesus himself said, narrow is the way that leads to life and there are few that find it. There's few that are on that path. You've got to be strong in the Lord. But broad is the way that leads to destruction. Do not go that way. Trust in the Lord. This is what the Bible teaches us. There is a coming black horse of the book of Revelation, the, the, the third horseman of the apocalypse. And then, you know, you look at that, and then what do you have? You have the fifth seal of the book of Revelation, where you have the, the people that are martyred, and yet God's wrath has not come yet upon the planet. So folks, I'm just, I just want to tell you, be well prepared. What should you do? Be wise. Be wise with how you, send, be wise with how you spend your money. Uh, listen, invest in eternal things. Invest in the messages that are going to give eternal life. Invest in other people. Invest your heart in other people. Um, and, and take care of yourself. you got to take care of yourself. you got to take care of your own family, or you're not going to be able to take care of anybody else. So I'm saying, I don't want you to go out and get crazy and everything like that uh, with all kinds of hoarding, but you need to be wise and just look out there and say, what in the world is really going on? And understand, look, I read a list of things. These things have been planned. What does the Bible teach? These things are coming. The way I see the four horsemen of the apocalypse, these things are planned. And uh, so we can see that coming in the future. Right now, Jesus is holding it off. It hasn't happened yet. The great war hasn't broken out yet. The great economic catastrophe has not broken out yet. Um, the great death of a quarter of the world's population hasn't taken place yet. But you, it's understanding everything is lining up there. And as I look at all of the events of the world taking place, folks, we are so close to the time when Jesus calls us home. I don't know the day or the hour. I don't know when that will be. Um, but I do know we need to be prepared. We're, while we're in this world, be wise. But at the same time, looking up, saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Listen carefully. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, understand this. These things prove that the Bible is true. And, and Jesus is coming again. But the most important message is Jesus came the first time that, that so, whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Listen, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Surrender your life to him. Ask him to forgive you. Narrow is the way that leads to life. Jesus himself said, Jesus also said, no one comes to the Father except by me. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and he will forgive you your sins. Listen, until next time, God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. 
On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.